it's Rebecca. And Lily. Ah, and you're listening to <laughs> Just Gooey Just Gooey Beans. Oh, wait, we're going to have a delay. <laughs> <laughs> if that's not the most perfect way to introduce Lily back into Just Gooey Things, I don't know what is. <laughs> So, uh, if you haven't noticed, Lily is back. Hey, boo things. Oh, and if you also haven't noticed, there may be a little bit of a delay because we are currently Skyping this episode of Just Ghouly Things, our quarantine spooky story special. Woohoo! Yeah. I'm excited. The future is now. It is. Modern problems require modern solutions. So, this is what we're going to give you guys. And the, the sound actually isn't horrible, so I'm happy about that. Yeah, I'm really happy with it. But, uh, Lily, how you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm happy to be back. I know. It's been, we've missed you so much. It hasn't been the same. And I know our boo things are, like, so amazing. And, like, they're not going to, like, you know, roast us about it just being me. But I know they were, like, deep down, like, all right, like, all right, Rebecca, like, let's get your shit together. Where's Lily? We want her back. We're missing that. We don't like these one-sided conversations where you're talking to yourself like a crazy person. But, um, yeah, so now, and it's even better because now I don't have to try to find ten stories. Now I find five stories. You find five stories. Um, have you listened to any of the quarantine spooky story specials, Lil, or...? I listened to the one a couple days ago with the one with with uh, Goldie okay. and the, uh, that one. Okay, so yeah, pretty much um, for all of our new boo things here listening, um, the Quarantine Spooky Story Special every day. Now, Lily is back in the game, so every day Lily and I are going to be telling you guys 10 paranormal activity stories. It could range from like UFO experiences, witches, um, conspiracy theories, ghosts, whatever is just not normal. And um, yeah, we're each going to read five stories. Um, For me personally, what I like to do is like I read the title of it and then kind of skim, but I don't actually read the full, like I don't read the full story until it's live. It's better to be, it's better to have the whole experience while you're with the person. Exactly. 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 And like for me, like especially when I was doing this by myself, like I needed a little surprise. Like I needed to be like, oh, shit, I didn't see that coming. So uh, now it's going to be double the surprise because I don't know what I'm reading. I definitely don't know what you're reading. So, um, yeah. yeah. Oh, and then Lily and I were discussing, too, because tomorrow is my birthday, birthday, birthday. I'm a what did my aunt say? I'm two dozen years old, which I felt hella old when she said that. I'm like two dozen years old. <laughs> I am two eggs worth. I am two egg containers two worth. Two carton of eggs. Two, yes, that's the word, cartons. I'm like, what, a bag of eggs or whatever. But yeah, so we're going to do an Instagram live after we record tomorrow. Um, we'll let you know what time works for Lily and I when we both can get out of bed because to be honest with you, I've been like sleeping into like 10, 1030. Like, every day. Yeah, and wake, for me, waking up at 10.30 is early. So. <laughs> well, like, I texted you, te- well, text you this morning, like, a fuckboy in the middle of the night. I was like, you up? <laughs> I was like, you up? <laughs> She's like, you up? now I am. <laughs> I was like, all right, my bad. I wanted to see if you wanted to record today. But, um, yeah, this will be a nice little surprise for all of our loyal boo things that have been missing your voice. So, um, do you uh, want to do the honors of starting with your story first? Let's do it. Let All me right. open it up. Am I still on? Yeah, you are good. Okay, awesome. 
So this one is called, I Remember a Room That Doesn't Exist. All right. So it says, both my brother and I remember a room that doesn't exist. When we were younger, we had a great aunt that had a small beach house that we frequented often in the summer. My brother and I stayed in a room we called the bunk bedroom because there were bunk beds built into the wall. There was a door in the room that I remember being told not to open. Of course, I opened it on several occasions. <laughs> the door just led to an unfinished room, which made sense since my great aunt was very old and I just assumed she stopped construction. I also remember looking through an outside window into the unfinished room. My great aunt passed when I was seven and my, my brother was four and the beach house was sold right after her death. We never really talked about the beach house until recently it came up in conversation between my mom and I. I started saying that I wonder if the new owners finished the room, and she asked what room I was talking about. I replied, the one off the bunk bedroom, through the door. I wasn't Through the door I wasn't allowed to open. My mom said I wasn't allowed to open that door because it led outside. At this point, my brother comes in and also starts insisting there was a room there. Without <laughs> hearing my description, he described a room like the one I saw, complete with pieces of plywood on the wall. But sure enough, our home video of the house confirms there is no room, even though my brother and I remember it. Oh, my God. That is crazy. Mm -hmm. What are the odds? It's like they like went into like, what is this? Like the Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe over here? Like, what is going <laughs> on? It's their own little world. That is insane. It's funny because I related to this story a little bit because my grandmother growing up had a bed and breakfast down at the Jersey Shore uh -huh. that my family used to go to in the summer all the time. So when I saw that, when I saw Anne had a beach house that we went to, I was like, oh, my God, it's like me with my grandma's house. Your, your grandma having a Jersey Shore house is the most Jersey thing I've ever heard in my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> Jersey girl probs. <laughs> but that is that's a creepy story. And the fact that the brother was like describing the same exact thing that this person was describing of the room. And exactly, then the mom's like, yeah. no, Not this goes outside. In, like I would it, it's funny how having just one other person makes you go from feeling like if it was just me, like if let's say like my grandma's house, like my grandma's bed and breakfast had an extra room that I remembered that no one else remembered, right? I would feel crazy. But just having one other person makes me, it goes from crazy just to spooky. Yeah, it like validates I mean? everything that you experienced. It's like, yeah, is my exactly. childhood a lie? Like, what, where was I? But yeah, that's <laughs> creepy. All right, my next story is titled Friendly Ghost. My father's side of our family owns a large old mansion in the countryside where I used to spend pretty much every single summer with my brother and grandparents up until I was about 15. The house was built in the early 1900s, and it still has most of its original furniture, such as sofas, rocking chairs, and tables, as well as some old, some might say creepy, photographs on the walls. The ah! house was built to be my grandfather's grandfather's home, office, and reception, as he was a high-ranking government official in my country. This is, like, officially, like, just the quintessential haunted house right here. <laughs> right here. True. Everything True. aligns. Um, I always loved spending time there during my childhood, and I still do like visiting there some summers to go see my parents, who use the place as their summer cottage nowadays. Oh, must be nice. Um, the place is great. <laughs> the house has two private beaches and a huge property where me and my brother always explore the woods as kids. Even though I enjoyed most of my time there, I, for some reason, as a kid, was always afraid to go to sleep before my older brother or grandparents also came upstairs where all the bedrooms were. 
I remember that up until I was around eight or nine years old, I used to often have this reoccurring, very realistic nightmare that there was a young woman in very old-looking clothes sitting on the double bed that was across the bedroom from me and my brother's bunk bed. Bunk bed seems to be like the theme of this episode yeah. right now. Um, she never did anything hostile or scary, but just sat there under a small reading lamp that we had on at night because me and my brother were afraid to sleep in the dark, and it really freaked me out. The dream felt so real that because of it, I always refused to look toward that bed when alone in the room. Instead, I always had my head under the blanket until my brother also came up. One time, I've done I, that shit before. Yeah. You've had oh yeah, where, where like you that? wake up from a nightmare and like you feel like you're still in it, even though you know it wasn't real. Oh, that's yeah. actually I've had a couple of those myself. Not recently, but um, one time when I came up when I was about eight or nine years old, and as usual, really afraid to go upstairs and sleep alone, I was by myself in the bedroom and couldn't fall asleep. I started crying, hidden under the blanket, and said out loud something along the lines of "Please leave me alone. I'm scared of you." and after that, I literally never had that nightmare again. When I told my grandma about this, she told me not to be afraid of any ghosts that I might encounter, as none of them are evil and all probably used to be our relatives. She also added that she had seen some too, but refused to tell me about them. My grandpa on the <laughs> other... <laughs> that's such a grandma thing. My grandpa on the other hand refused to talk to me about the subject at all, other than saying that he doesn't believe in ghosts and would like to see one someday. There's a tons of creepy stories from the house, but this one is the spookiest encounter that I've had myself. Aww. Yeah, but you know what? I've I for most of the episodes that I've recorded with the quarantine spooky story special, um, a lot of times like these have like what like what is your advice? What would you do? And a lot mm -hmm. of the times I say that communication is key. I mean, with even just in a relationship in general, like communication is key, whether it's a friendship, a significant other. I think it applies to the paranormal as well. Like, I think that yeah. people on the other side, most of them aren't bad. Most of the paranormal aren't evil. Um, and yeah, I think that either they don't know what's going on, like they may not know they've passed away, or they may just want to let you know that they're there in a safe sort of way, but the way that they're conveying it may scare the other person. And if you don't explain to them, like, look, you're scaring me. I live here now. I don't feel comfortable. Can you please leave? Or if you don't want them to leave, but want to make their activity less, like just communicate with that, uh, communicate Absolutely. that to them. And for the most part, usually stuff like that goes away. Mm -hmm. So um, I thought that was Rebecca, like a, you have to have a talk show because you are just too real right now. <laughs> I am the real. The real. <laughs> we need our own talk show. What are you talking about? We are yes. just both hashtag woke. All right. So woke. Um, you want to say your next story now, Lil? Sure. Let's listen. So this one is titled, this literally just happened 10 minutes ago. Okay, let's hear <laughs> that's it. Like, that's like the title of it. So it says... About 10 minutes ago, my boyfriend, a non-believer, and I were sitting in our living room watching a YouTube video about the real Conjuring house. In the video, the ho new homeowners were talking about shadow people, and so I said to my boyfriend, I think I have had a few experiences with shadow people. And literally, just as I said it, a weird black flash went through our apartment. Ah! I, yeah. I saw something black move very quickly past my peripheral, and my boyfriend described it as like a camera flash going off in our apartment. We were both like... What the heck is that? He is trying to explain it away as some sort of light from outside, but we've lived here for years and never saw anything like that. This is not the first weird thing that has happened in this apartment. Our ceiling fan used to turn on by itself all the time, and it used to scare me so bad that I asked for it to please stop, and it's never happened again since asking it to stop. Hashtag communication. 
<laughs> I always feel like there is someone in the bathroom with me while I am showering to the point that I have spoken out loud to my boyfriend thinking he is in there only to move the shower curtain and see that he's not. Mm. There have been times I could have sworn that I heard someone opening the bathroom door while I'm in the shower, but sure enough, every time I look, no one is there. That's terrifying. That is really terrifying. <laughs> that I would um, not be in that house that long. Yeah, no, no way. There is not a chance that I would be in that house longer than a week after that happened. Facts. One morning, uh, I woke up to my boyfriend whispering to me, it's time to get up, and I opened my eyes with a big smile on my face, only to see that he wasn't even home. Oh, my God. (laughs) I know. The man who used to live here's name was Tom. Tom died in our kitchen, and we moved into the apartment three months later. Tom was actually a family friend of my boyfriend's family. Tom knew my boyfriend when he was a kid. It is actually a fluke that we ended up moving into this exact apartment. When we first moved in, we had no idea that Tom used to live here and died here until we already signed the lease and met our neighbor, who happens to be Tom's son. We oftentimes hear weird banging noises coming from the kitchen, and we both say out loud, somewhat jokingly, Oh, you stop it, Tom. And then the banging stops. Oh, my gosh. My boyfriend claims to believe in any of this stuff, claims to not sorry my boyfriend claims to not believe in any of this stuff but i sometimes do think we have a spirit visitor the incidents i'm describing are very few and far between they are not enough to convince me that we have a consistent haunting i also have no proof that there's actually a spirit that is actually tom the weird camera flash black whoosh just happened about 10 minutes ago and we both saw it so i thought i would share i love how the first reaction is oh let me go on let me go on reddit and just i this is where you got it from right reddit yes okay like the first thing you think is all right like i have this really fucking creepy experience let me go on the paranormal subreddit and let me just (laughs) talk about this experience but i definitely think it's tom i feel like that makes the most sense especially if they died if he died in their apartment three months before they moved in yeah i just feel like that yeah, but they should ask the son if he ever had paranormal experiences himself before he passed away. I'd be Ooh. interested to know. I'd like to see what happens with that. Right? All right. All right. My next story is, I was one weird-ass kid in a weird-ass house. Story of oh. my life. <laughs> yes, relatable. All right. So, um... This person writes, all right, so this is my first ever Reddit post, and I'm posting all because of the house my grandparents are currently living in. This is going to be a long one, so buckle up, folks. My family has owned the house since forever, over 100 years, actually. It's in a small village. I'd call it a town, but it's too small to be considered a town, with not much around except a few pizza places, an elementary school, and a Dollar General. Before I was born, my grandparent, my parents were renting the house from my grandparents, who had inherited it from my great-grandparents on my grandpa's side. They were wonderful people, or that's what I've been told. I never met them, but I don't doubt it, though. I trust my family in that sense. Anyway, my parents were living there, and then they had me. My mom had a hard time getting pregnant, had a miscarriage, and had a hard time during labor. It took 24 hours for me to be delivered, and it was an emergency C-section. I was a fat baby, like real fat. (laughs) (laughs) I was what you considered a normal baby girl. Well, kind of. Upstairs, my parents had a room and then a door that led right into my nursery. It was really nice back then. It wasn't falling apart. Anyways... My dad told me a story about when he was cleaning out the attic that is in the closet of my old nursery. He told me how he was half into the attic, his torso, arm, and head in the attic, while his legs were steady on the ladder in the closet. 
No one was home. My mom had taken me to my grandparents' house that was not even five minutes away in the same village. He then heard footsteps. Thinking someone had gotten in, he checked the whole house and nothing. And about me being a weird baby? Well, my mom told me stories growing up about how I was a baby. I would stare at the top corner of my room and giggle. And when I learned how to talk, my family would take me up to the cemetery and I would randomly talk to myself in front of my great-grandparents' grave. Ooh. Yeah. Well, when I was four, my brother was born and we moved to my grandparents' basement because both my parents now worked and it would be easier for my grandparents to care for me and my brother. For it being a basement, nothing ever happened except for flooding every spring. God, that sucked. <laughs> my <laughs> parents finally got fed up with the basement flooding and we moved back to our old house. I was in kindergarten. My brother, old enough to sleep in his own little bed. His room was in my old nursery, and no matter what my parents did, he would not sleep in there. He slept in my parents' bed every single night, and so did I. It wasn't because I was scared of anything. Nothing paranormal had happened to me yet. I had really bad knee pain, and every night I would go into my parents' room, and my mom would rub my knees till the meds kicked in. That was until my cousin came over for the first time. She never went over to anyone's house. She had a hard time leaving her dad and didn't grow out of it for the longest time, but she finally agreed to sleeping over. We stayed up all night playing dolls and house until we heard shuffling in the kitchen and the air smell of cookies. We assumed my mom was making us a night snack for us because she was extra like. So we made our way down the stairs. It was dark in the living room, the only light coming from the stairwell. We walked into the kitchen. The light was on, but no one was inside, and the cookie smell was slowly disappearing. Freaked out, we go to my mom's room and peek in to see if anyone was awake, but everyone was sound asleep. She refuses to stay all night at that house till this day. She says a lot. I'm not liking that. (laughs) No cookies? I'm getting the fuck out of here. She says... She says a lot more happened there. Said that night the TV turned on to static in the living room and that when we came back to my room, our dolls were in the closet. But I think it's her memory trying to make something scarier than what it was back then. After all, I don't remember that at all and I usually remember that kind of thing. Now that I think about it now, I remember my parents and grandparents talking about how my great-grandparents were amazing cooks and bakers and that my great-grandma made amazing homemade cookies and ice cream. Anyways, time moved on, and I can't remember ever experiencing anything else during that part of my life in that house. We eventually moved out when I was in the fourth grade into a rundown home that my parents remodeled for a year. I still live there today. My grandparents rented that house out when we moved. A weird family moved in. When they moved out, my grandparents moved in. The house was in odd shape after the renters moved. My room was the worst. They had painted my walls uh, my walls hot pink. Uh, with one coat so the pink showed through, and they painted the door pink and half of the window blue. Only half of it. (laughs) All the doors except for mine were replaced, but they were turned upside down so that the handle is at your chest. It's really bizarre. And the ceiling has some sort of weird water damage that I've never seen before. But the ceiling was pretty bad when we lived there, but it just had gotten worse, I guess. My grandparents worked hard and long on remodeling it, and it is somewhat better except for the ceiling upstairs. They tried. My parents set me <laughs> they tried. My parents set me up a bed for me to sleep in whenever I come to stay the night in my old bedroom, and it's really nice, but here's the thing. Everyone else refuses to sleep there. I am the only one that agrees to sleeping there. My grandparents, who, they ain't afraid of no ghosts, but with both of them (laughs) having bad back problems, they they have to have the room downstairs. 
They set up a room for my brother up there in his old room, painted it his favorite color, and said they would move the Xbox downstairs, upstairs, so that he can have his own private space. He will still not sleep up there. My 12-year-old brother would rather sleep in my grandparents' bed than sleep upstairs. My cousins from Texas, Kentucky, Tennessee, all of them refuse to sleep up there whenever they come over to stay. They would rather sleep on the old couch than upstairs in a bed. I think it's a bit irrational. Anyways, I'm now 16 and I go over to their house every other weekend to visit. I love my room upstairs. It's got a queen bed, a vanity, and a TV that is literally the most calming part of the house. I've recently started to experience more things this past year. It started when I was laying in bed on my phone reading some story when I heard footsteps. I think it's my grandma since she comes up to check on me and say night sometimes. I wait a few minutes and she doesn't come in, so I go and check the hallway. I always leave the hallway on uh, the hallway light on just in case I need to go use the restroom at night. It's downstairs. But when I looked, no one was there. I was confused and go down the stairs to the kitchen where my grandma was. I asked her if she was upstairs just a few minutes ago, and she said no. I go back upstairs and sleep normally and forget about it. Fast forward a few weeks, and I'm upstairs once again reading on my phone in bed at night. I hear footsteps and then tapping on my door. Knowing my grandma knocks before she comes in, I say, come in, and wait for her to come in and say goodnight. But she doesn't. I get up and check the hallway, and there is, once again, nothing. I go downstairs and ask my grandma if she came up to my room. She says no again. Fast forward another few Uh. weeks. This is such a 16-year-old writing this because they are just talking forever. Okay. I lay with my back on the door trying to sleep. Oh, I'm sorry. I lay with my back to the door trying to go to sleep when I hear an old woman laugh. Oh, my God. My heart nearly seized. I was so shocked. It was completely silent throughout the rest of the house, and it was 1 a.m. I turned towards my door, and no one is there. This has been by far the freakiest experience I've ever faced, and it spooked me enough to hurriedly turn on my light and just sit there for a bit. I eventually turned off my nightlight, turned off my lights, and went back to sleep, but boy, that was hard. Fast forward another few weeks, two weeks ago from now. I was once again laying in my bed, this time watching some paranormal show on Travel Channel, probably Ghost Adventures, when my eyes dropped to the bottom of my bed to the right. I thought I'd seen a shadow moving around on the floor. I shot up and just looked up at that spot till I got up and turned the lights on. I'm pretty sure it was my eyes just playing tricks on me, but it was one of the scariest moments of my life. Up until that last encounter, that was probably not real, I hope, I wasn't really scared. A few shocked moments that kind of freaked me out, but didn't scare me. I honestly think it's just my great-grandparents coming around to make sure I'm okay upstairs all by myself. So, yeah, my grandparents' house is pretty weird. <laughs> wow. That it just seems like a whole lot of information. And there must... I don't know. I feel like there's a connection with the great-grandparents and this girl in particular. Yeah, I was thinking that, too. I was thinking that, too. And it seems... It definitely seems like it is the great-grandparents or whatever... Yeah, because it's it's not not like she's getting scared. She's, like, just acknowledging there's paranormal activity, but it seems like everyone else around there doesn't like the feeling, and they refuse to go up there, but only she does. And when she was younger, she used to talk to her great-grandparents' grave. Yeah. So I definitely think there's that connection. I absolutely 100% respect the fact that she turned her lights back off after hearing the fucking old lady laugh because it would be in every light on night for me. Oh, hell yeah. I don't care how high the electricity bill goes up. I am sleeping with all the lights on. 
No, no <laughs> regrets. I pay Verizon, or does Verizon do electric, or is that like AT and T? Who does it? Regardless, <laughs> I will pay any amount of money to not be. I mean, we all know. I, I'm kind of afraid of the dark. I sleep with my bathroom light on and the door cracked open a little bit. That's but that's the smartest thing to do though, and especially I mean. For me, I have to keep something on just because, like, I always bang some into something when I'm trying to use the bathroom. It's inevitable. Yeah. I just have no depth perception in the dark, so uh, <laughs> that's why I need, like, a little nightlight on. But um, yeah. I used to always be afraid. Like, I always used to need some sort of nightlight when I was living in our old, in my original house. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that was just because I, there was a lot of activity in my room. But lately, like, yeah. I may have been also because i gotten older, but, like... I don't like. I don't necessarily need nightlights now because I feel like there's anything there. I just literally need it so I don't like hit into something. Yeah, so, just for safety. Yeah, like I've never cat. felt like that in other. I've never <laughs> felt like that in other, any other place I've lived in. So, um, Lily, huh. you want to start with your next story? Yes, let's do it. Let me. Okay, this is called my experiences as a funeral director. Ah, okay. Okay, so due to my profession, I come across the dead and anything related more often than your average Joe. (laughs) I love this already. (laughs) Okay, in the past eight years, I've been working as a funeral director here in Germany, and me and my colleagues have experienced numerous unexplainable things that stuck with us. Out of these, I'd like to share one with you today that was as clear as day and surely not my imagination. Okay, sorry, I had to burn. (laughs) Okay. The story begins at the end of a pickup in the middle of the night around 2 a.m. We had just finished rolling the casket into the cooling unit and we were sitting by the desk around the corner filing around the corner. Oh, sorry. Around the corner filling in our our nighttime sheets. You need to know that our hygienic area and the makeshift office are separated by our cache of caskets waiting to be put to use. The light there is always off, so all the lighting you get is faint shimmer of cold white light coming from the hygienic area. I looked to my left as I finished writing my timesheet and was startled to see a dark figure standing right on the walkway between the caskets illuminated from the back by the mentioned light. I slowly poked my colleague to look. He also saw the figure, and after a few seconds of blank staring, I called out to it, thinking (laughs) it was one of our other colleagues maybe no answer so i called out a second time again nothing since we had intruders in the funeral home before both of us got up and slowly walked towards the figure further calling out to it i would never do that what could possibly go wrong what could possibly (laughs) go wrong about halfway towards the figure it suddenly turned away and audibly walked out of sight towards the cooling unit okay I'm just picturing all of this happening to me, and I'm, like, literally getting goosebumps. As if funeral homes aren't fucking horrifying enough, right? Exactly. It says, my colleague and I quickly followed, but as we got around the corner, nothing was there. The big back door was still locked, and the only window was barred up and cluttered with stuff anyways. Out of fear of an actual intruder, we looked around, searching anywhere, but gave up eventually. Both of us are sure we saw a ghost that night since it was just too clear to be a strange shadow. I'd be happy to hear your thoughts on that because we are still looking for an explanation. I, I, I mean, you're in a funeral home. What else could it possibly be? I mean, there has yeah. to be some connection. Like, there has to be spirits that just still linger there. 
Exactly. I'm surprised that they even followed after it. Like if like if I worked in a funeral home, I'd probably be so used to it. I was just like, yeah, it's a ghost. Yeah. But you know, it's who the fuck intrudes into a funeral home? I know. Well, I guess you know what I'm thinking. I was thinking that too, but then I'm like, usually people bury their loved ones with like jewels or like jewelry and stuff. So maybe they try to steal stuff. Oh. Yeah. 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 That's why, Good like. Point. Like, when my grandmother passed away, my mom had certain jewelry that she wanted my grandmother to, like, be buried with. But Mm -hmm. my mom didn't put it in the casket until, like, they were just about to, like, seal it. Because she was, like, if you, like, if you give it to them and then they, like, if you give it to them beforehand, like, how do you know that they're actually putting it on the person and not just, like, pocketing it? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, it's fucked up that, you know, you would think you would trust your funeral directors. But, like, clearly there's intruders, like... Not everyone is ethical like that. So, um, yeah, that would make sense That's if it was something that intruder, never but... even occurred to me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, most, like, you're not fucked up in the head like that. Like, that's, like, <laughs> messed up. That's messed up talk. Like, who would, like, who would think, oh, I want to go rob a dead person? Like, a fucking psycho. <laughs> like, what? All right. So, um, my next story is titled, New House, New Life, New Roommate. So, who did? Who dis? <laughs> New house, who dis? <laughs> New ghost, who dis? <laughs> so, a little backstory. I moved in with my boyfriend to his hometown, and he bought a house that was in the family. His dad built this house for my boyfriend's grandmother, and his dad is even our neighbor. Fun stuff, dot, dot, dot. Well, <laughs> his dad built the house about 20 to 30 years ago. Nobody has ever lived in that house besides the grandmother and her youngest druggy son. <laughs> <laughs> I love the I love the detail in this. She wasn't doing too good in the end, was losing her memory and eventually passed away. If she passed away in the house, we are unsure of it. My boyfriend doesn't want to know. They were very close. Well, fast forward to about a year or two ago. We were just sitting on the couch and watching TV, and he's playing a fighting game on the smaller TV. We have two dogs, a corgi I've had since he was a puppy, and a skittish mutt we rescued from the local shelter. There is a bookshelf against the wall to the right of us, and I'm sitting on my boyfriend's right, so I am the closest one to the bookshelf. Our living room connects right into the dining-slash-kitchen room area, so the dog's water bowl is against the wall. A rescue goes over to the water and gets something to drink and comes and stands in front of the bookshelf just looking around and wagging his tail. This is when it gets weird. I had this sudden sensation to look over at him. I can't tell you what or why, but it's almost like a magnet and I had to look over. Right when I looked over, a black mist appeared behind my dog. It was like an arm. From your shoulder down to your fingertips. The arm ever so slowly reached for my dog and gently touched the top of his butt and disappeared. My dog freaked out, skittish, jumped forward and looked behind him and then looked at me. I just reassured him that I saw it too. (laughs) Don't worry, buddy. I saw that too. You're not going crazy. My boyfriend looked over and asked, what the hell? And I told him. He didn't believe me, of course. One to two years later, he had his own experience. I retold him this and now he believes me. (laughs) Then I was unemployed for about three months, so I was home alone. I've always been a little cautious of the paranormal and tend to be very sensitive to it. I'm not scared when I am in that house alone, but I am more aware. I was walking down our long hallway to get a drink. When I turned back to go into the bedroom, my corgi was standing in the doorway to the hallway. All of a sudden, he squared up and started barking at nothing. I asked, what is it, boy? He looked up at me, and I started walking. I pulled my phone out to record. He was kind of barking and kind of jumping the whole time. Then, 
then ran out in front of me and went into the bedroom and stopped. He looked around, back at me, then got in his bed. I don't want to think it's my brother, my boyfriend's grandmother. From what he says, she was an old-fashioned Southern Christian lady who loved everyone. Mm-hmm. But I am openly non-religious, and we are living together without being married. I don't feel threatened at all. Not yet. But I think it might be her. Oh. I feel, I feel like this definitely could be the grandmother, especially if she was, like, just touching the butt of the dog, like, trying to play with it. Like, oh, hi, little baby, <laughs> you know? Um, and, yeah. and animals do have that, that sixth sense, you know? Yeah, um, no, a dog barking at nothing is, like, the first sign that your house is haunted. Oh, hell yeah. Like, when I see, like, when I see Boots, the cat, like, when I see her looking at, like, a corner and there's absolutely nothing there, not even a shadow, I'm like... All right, there's mm-hmm. something. There's something here, like a thousand percent. Because why else they be like looking out into the middle of nowhere, just staring at something? Like they have to yeah. be seeing stuff we don't see, right? There's something there, for yeah. sure, for sure. All right, Lil, what's your next story? All right, my next story is: Don't knock on the walls; they knock back. Ah. Woo! I read this title and I immediately thought it sounded kind of like something out of those like like uh. Scary stories to tell in the dark books. Yes, definitely. That definitely would be a title. For sure. Okay. Here we go. Uh, Oh, no, I opened Skype back up. Okay, (laughs) here we go. Let's do this. It says, when I was 23, I started getting into online dating and met a girl that I started talking to pretty frequently. Eventually, I went over to her place to spend some time with her and her family. At the doorway, she stopped me and said, there's only one rule at my house. Don't knock on the walls because they knock back. We had talked about the paranormal, but she never really went into great detail about her house. I agreed, and we, along with her friend, her brother, and his friend, were smoking and chatting for a few hours until the girl I was with said she had to run to the store. While she was out, I couldn't help myself. I dared her brothers to knock, I dared her brother's friend to knock on the wall because he was the only one that didn't know about the rule, and he immediately did. Everyone in the room went quiet for a moment, and when nothing noticeable happened, we began talking again until we heard what sounded like someone aggressively pushing her dresser. Her brother jumped up frantically and said, What the fuck was that? <laughs> we all sat there quietly to see if anything else would happen and slowly walked our way back worked our way back into the conversation when she got back she joined us in the conversation until she got this look on her face she kind of cocked her head to the side slightly as if someone was whispering in her ear and just blurted out who knocked on my wall oh (laughs) nobody had touched their phone the entire time we were sitting there and there's no possible way she could have known that someone knocked on her wall that still creeps me out no matter how many times i tell the story you know what lil I think what? it was the first episode of the Quarantine Spooky Story special. I read this story. No way! Yes! It is so <laughs> creepy. Like, the fact she, like, comes back and is like, okay, who the fuck touched my wall? You had one job. Yeah, no. Don't touch the fucking wall. And I love how that's you read like it. The, that's like your mom who always knows you did something wrong even if you don't tell her, right? So true. So true. They always find out. Even if it's not they right do. away. It could be, like, three years ago, and they're like, oh, I found out you did this. <laughs> like, they will always the know. They will always know. Oh, I can't believe you read that one. All right, well, luckily it was a short one and not a whole long one. I didn't waste too much time. No, but you know what? It's a, it's a good, it's a good-ass story. Like, it's so creepy. It's, like, the perfect amount of creepy. You know what I mean? Like, you're, like, it makes yeah. your mind think a little bit, and it's not the yeah. typical, like, I saw, I saw a shadow, and it poked behind yeah. me. This is, like weird like this is just paranormal 
So yeah, I'm I'm wondering now. I want to know more about the story, though. I want to know like, is her house haunted? Who is haunting it? Like, tell me more. Like, yeah, like what? Like, how did they even figure out this pattern of like knocking on the wall and then like and knocking back? Yeah, true. Who the fuck started that? Yeah, who, who, you might fuck around and knock on this wall real quick. <laughs> yeah, seriously. That's like kind of like the concept of. Um, there was like a meme and it was like how do you um how did the first person discover that milk came from a cow and that you can drink from it yeah like what was <laughs> trying to do with the cow <laughs> and why would you drink what was coming out of its udders <laughs> all right on to less gross stuff paranormal labor slash childbirth i literally lil just read this title and i this could possibly be a really shitty story but i just saw the title and i was like all right i gotta save this it it sucks you in okay so i'm listening all right so i've always had a bit of a gift but my parents were strict jehovah's witnesses growing up and always (laughs) there was like a meme of like uh, it was like Jehovah's Witnesses while knowing everyone's in quarantine at home. And it was like someone like super excited, like licking their lips and rubbing their hands together like this. <laughs> I was like, accurate. All right. Anyway, so the strict Jehovah's Witnesses, blah, 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 growing up and always discouraged it. So over the years, I lost touch with that side of myself. She's talking about like the paranormal, like sensitive gift. Okay. I'm no longer a Jehovah's Witness, but would say I consider myself spiritual these days. Anyways, I fell pregnant in 2018 and found out through a dream story on another thread. I went through pregnancy alone and I'm still a single parent today. During labor, I was with a friend who is also very spiritual. She was my birth partner. During early stages of labor, I was laying on the hospital bed during contractions as my friend sat beside me. I had closed my eyes during a contraction when I felt a gentle gentle hand stroke one side of my belly. It was incredibly soothing and made me feel calm. I opened my eyes oh, and yeah, I opened my eyes and looked at my friend, thinking it had been her hand on my bump, but was confused when I could see her hands were nowhere near me and weren't moving away from me when I opened my eyes either. I asked her if she had just touched my belly, to which she replied no. A week later, she visited me at home and reminded me of this incident as I had long forgotten. She smiled as I recalled what had happened and explained that at that moment I felt this hand. She had closed her eyes and asked for someone to help me. Wow, that's chills. Anyway, after the birth, we stayed in the hospital for a while, and on the second night, I had a very strange dream. At the time, I put it to hormones. I dreamed that I was in the hospital, but it wasn't visually the same. The same layout, maybe, but it wasn't, it was not to our physical form, if that makes sense. I was being chased by a nasty spirit through the hospital, and it was empty. Just dark walls and outlines of beds, curtains, but nothing more. I woke up in a panic, feeling scared, and shook, and was shook up by the dream. On the third night, I was moved into another room. My son was under the blue light for jaundice. As I was laying in bed, at around midnight, my... My in-soup bathroom shower suddenly switched on. There was no one in the bathroom. No one had access to the bathroom other than through my room. I walked into the bathroom and could not find any reasonable explanation for it switching on. The only way to switch the shower on is to press a big metal button, which gives a minute of hot water, then switches off again. When we came home from the hospital, I frequently felt like someone was watching me. At one point, a couple of friends mentioned that their they felt this negative energy in the flat too, without me suggesting anything. This flat used to be another of their friends and they commented that they'd never felt it in here before. 
I can't say that I did either before my son was born. It was all very strange, and I never put all these incidents together until more recently. My son is very happy baby, but he was conceived in negative circumstances, and my pregnancy was a very tar- dark time for me. Since having my son, I've never been happier. He really did complete me and gave my life a whole new meaning. I'm just wondering if anyone has heard of something similar or has a theory slash explanation. Wow. Yeah. There, I feel like there's so many layers to unpeel with this one. Because even though like this has been one of the best things of her life, the experience leading to this being the best thing in her life was also, it seemed to be a very horrible, dark time and possibly could have been the worst part of her life. Yeah. Like, I don't... Wow. Like, we don't know the situation of how, you know, the son was conceived, yeah. but, like, clearly there it wasn't on, like, a positive plan. Yeah. So, um... I definitely think that there was some negative energies, like, related to that. And it could be, like, stress-related from, like, her, you know, keeping it subconsciously in the back of her mind. But it seems like all of her friends, as well as herself, are sensitives. So they can connect to the other side of... And, like, they could feel emotions and could feel energies. So, I don't know. This is just a really weird story in general. Yeah. Um, But hopefully... That was... I mean, I'm thinking... You know, they say that, like, you know, kids obviously also have, since they're so close to the other side, it's possible that since you're, you know, when you're pregnant, when you're, you know, carrying a child, that other side is always with you. Mm-hmm. I get, yeah, that makes so much sense. I never even thought of that. You know, so it could have been also that kind of enhanced her gift. Definitely. Definitely. And I'm, I'm hoping now, like, things have kind of subsided in, like, the negative aspect of things. Yeah. I mean, hopefully, like, if they're feeling like there's a negativity in, like, the apartment that they live in, hopefully they saged it or did something that, like, Mm -hmm. was relative to, like, their spiritualism to rid of whatever negativity there was. to kind of clean it up. Yeah, yeah. Clean it up. Because you definitely, I mean, there's already so much stress to having a kid. I can't even imagine having a kid at this point in my life, like, stress-wise. So I can imagine, like, doing this by yourself and then dealing with negative energy around you, especially if you're a sensitive I'd lose my fucking mind. Like, yeah. I would not know what to do. So, luckily, she has friends yeah. that, like, were able to verify she's not going crazy. Like, they felt the same way. And hopefully, they helped her, like, get through this rough, rough patch as well. I hope so. Yeah. I really hope so. All right, Lil. I think this is your last story, right? Um. Yes. So, this one is... Did you read this one? Mom said I was killed on a train. Yeah, I did. I did. I did. Okay, read it again. Read it again. Because this is a good one, too. This is a good one, too. Okay. Okay. I actually read this one in the first episode, too. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I was just scrolling, and I was looking at, like, the best of Reddit, and I was like, okay, I'm not going to pick, like, the first one because she's probably read that one. So we'll do a little meeting before we record next time Mm -hmm. and read titles and figure it out. Sounds good. Okay. So mom said I was killed on a train. Let me start off by saying this. In my whole 24 years of life, I have never been on a train. Roller coasters, most definitely. But an actual train? No fucking way. (laughs) From the time I was little, when my grandma and mom would take me to Six Flags St. Louis in the summers, I was beyond exhausted by the time I got there, simply from the sleeplessness night, sleepless night, tossing and turning from pure excitement of what I got to do the next day. But I always did what every kid between the ages of 7 and 12 does. I had a blast at the park then was asleep as soon as i hopped in the back seat of the truck when we when we left not to wake up until we pulled into the driveway oh this is a cute story so far (laughs) i can't wait to see what happens 
Anyways, I was never scared of roller coasters, not even the ones with the loop. I was always the one leading whoever was with us down the long path of the line that you'd go through to get up to the ride. One by one and coaster after coaster, I always knew that usually about halfway through our visit, I'd be chicken shit for a certain (laughs) ride that still to this day, I've never had the balls to get on. The goddamn train that takes you around the park. (laughs) I love how this is written too. That's why I laugh. It never gets old. That's right. The fucking choo-choo train. (laughs) Why? I cannot tell you for the life of me a single reason or even a possibility as to why the hell I'm so terrified of trains. Now fast forward around a decade to the time I'm 20 years old. I live in a small town in southeast Missouri and my mom lives in the house right next door. I'm, every so often, I'd go next door and watch TV with her and my baby sister if I got bored. She also finally came to terms with the fact that I smoke weed, and when my sister is visiting my grandparents from across town, across town, I'll sometimes go share a blunt with my mom. <laughs> <laughs> this Such is one of the vibe. ones that I just kind of skimmed and was like, yeah, this looks good. But this, this is probably the best story. It was all three of us. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> I'm laying on the couch. My sister is at her princess table in the corner playing with something. And mom just came in from the kitchen with the plates of taco salad she just whipped up for us. She sits down and I randomly had it on that show, I Used to Be Alive. If that's not the name of it, I apologize. But please correct me if you know the show I'm talking about. What is, what is it called, I think really? it's. I think, I, I think it's I Survive Beyond and Back. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay. Um, about 15 minutes in, into it, after she sits down, she said this, this reminds me of what you told me you were about, of what you told me when you were about three years old. Oh my God. Our Instagram post is going crazy. I keep on getting notifications. I know, see? <laughs> that was a like, funny fucking video though, right? Did oh you, my God. Wait, did you watch it? The video I posted? I watched some of it and then it froze. Oh damn. It was but like, I love her. I know. Spooky kooky out there. <laughs> What's her name? Brittany... I don't know. I just got, I just saved it off of TikTok though. TikTok is okay. now my new obsession. Just saying. I'm oh my obsessed. god, that TikTok of you where you're just like posing in front of the camera and then it puts the filter on your face. <laughs> <laughs> I love okay, it. I will sidetracked. I'm sorry. I promise, guys. Okay. Um, let me see. Thinking she was talking to my sister, I turned my head from the TV and she was looking at me. I said, "Huh." She then went on to tell me when I was three years old, I randomly started talking about my other family. Apparently, from what she told me, me, my two sisters, my mom, aunt, and our cat were all headed somewhere and were killed after our train crashed. At first, I was like, ha, 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 that's hilarious, thinking she was fucking with me. But then she swore to God that I randomly told, that I randomly said that when I was three years old. In that moment, something made sense that I've never in my life been able to find reasoning for, my fear of trains. Can someone help me with this? Could she be serious? I'll be 25 this year, and I still think about this pretty often. It freaks me out. It's so accurate, though. Like, it makes so much sense, right? It's all coming together. Like, it's like when people have those birthmarks on their body, and they say that that's how you died in a previous life. It's kind of creepy. So I was on, of course, TikTok. Uh, yesterday, and there's this girl, and she has, like, these, like, red birthmarks all on her fingers, like, her three fingers, and it goes all the way up her arm, Mm -hmm. and, like, she was saying that it's a, like, she was saying it's a birthmark that she's had literally since she was born, but it Mm -hmm. looks like 
if someone poured acid on your fingers and up your arm. So, like, people oh. are saying, like, maybe, like, your previous life, like, someone threw acid on you or something like that. Or, like, you were caught in a fire and, like, that was part of your body that, like, burned really bad. And it, like, freaks me out. And, like, this story reminds me of that. Like, how maybe yeah. our life now mm-hmm. has some sort of reflection on, like, our past life. Yeah, you're never truly done with it until the next one. Right. It's, like, it's such a weird concept, but, like, it kind of makes sense, you know? Yeah. But, um... Yeah, that's a that's such a good story. That's why when you said you were reading it, I was like, you have to read it. Like, it's just such a good story to like <laughs> listen to again. And to be fair, I think people would prefer hearing you read it than me. So, oh please. All right, you want to you want to listen to my last story? Let's do it. All right, this is titled "I Saw a Dude Who Didn't Exist for About Four Years." Again, <laughs> this is something I did not read the story, so it could be complete trash, but the title is fire. All right. Let's see. Let's see. Hey, so I should probably start off by saying I'm not quite sure if this is entirely paranormal due to the fact I've suffered from extreme depression and anxiety disorders at a young age, and for the most part, I've suffered. Hey, <laughs> squad! <laughs> You're a clown. I've summed it up to being a hallucination because of those disorders. Anyway, here's the story. When I was young and in year five of primary school, I saw a man named Alex. He didn't tell me his name, but I named him after the Minecraft character because that was a game I played constantly at the time. He was older than me, maybe early 20s, and had a somewhat gravelly voice, kind of like he had been yelling for five minutes just before talking. He wore a leather jacket, which further raised my belief in him being a hallucination because I absolutely adored leather jackets. He wore (laughs) cargo shorts, and occasionally I would tell him how they didn't suit his jacket, which he would respond with, well, I didn't choose them. Now, he didn't start talking to me until the last two years that I saw him, but before then, he would just do things, and I would follow entranced. When I first saw him, I was terrified. He was on the balcony, and I told my mom and dad they went to see him and couldn't. I was then booked in to see a psychologist for the duration of the time I lived in that town. Alex followed me everywhere. Well, I say followed, but I mean he was in the same place as me. More often than not, he would just be doing his own thing, but still be in my line of sight. He liked to walk into my mom's room when she was tucking me into bed. After I told her about this, she hired a lady to spiritually clean the house. Alex was gone for a week. I felt so lost without him. Keep in mind, I was heavily bullied and had one other friend so who for a while there pretended to see Alex, which made me feel really happy, but he didn't like her. He came back after a week and expressed his anger at not being able to join me at school and at home. We were very angry at my mom for a little while. I never asked Alex about his past life. He said he had one, mentioned it a couple times, but when he did, he kind of faded away for a bit, then went back to pretending he didn't remember. Now, remember how I said I went to a psychologist? Well, this dude was sketchy as fuck. <laughs> he, made <me> sign- <laughs> he made me sign all these documents every day, and I had no idea what they said or did, but he'd give me a Mentos after every one, so I was happy. <laughs> what the fuck am I reading? Okay. He told Alex, he told me Alex was a ghost and it was perfectly okay to see him. He said I had a gift and many of his other clients did. Sometimes Alex would come into there with me and the psychologist would ask him to move something. Alex liked to tell me to yell at the dude, tell him to go fuck himself. (laughs) I was in year six when this incident happened. I really don't know what it meant. Then after four years of seeing Alex, I moved states. 
The bullying had become so bad, I was actively trying to kill myself. Damn, this is dark as hell. I haven't seen him since I moved. It's been about three and a half years. I miss him sometimes, and he was a massive support for me, and that's one of the main reasons I believe he was a hallucination. I'm just wondering if anyone has had the same experience. Oh, wow. But, okay, this is the part where I'm like, okay, perhaps this wasn't just, like, an imaginary friend or hallucination. Because the psychologists, like, I feel like psychologists typically don't say that something's a ghost. I feel like yeah. they try to justify it in, like, a scientific term of, like, they 100%. would say that's a hallucination. I think so, too. But then the psychologist yeah. is telling him. Then again, he's also bribing him with Mentos. So I don't know what the hell he was signing. But, <laughs> uh, but he was saying, like, oh, I have other clients like you that also have ghosts connected to them. So, like... I don't know. This is just a weird fucking story to end on. Like, I don't, like, it could be a hallucination. Like, it would make sense. But then I just feel like, I don't know. Like, there's just so many missing pieces that, like, I feel like there needs to be more to the story. Yeah. There's, I'm liking this story, though. I have to say, I like like it. it. It's, it's so, it's so weird. It's so weird. Okay. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, that concludes this episode of Just Schooly Things, the quarantine spooky story special episode. I think this is episode 13, is it? I don't even know. Wait, let me check. Quarantine. Oh, wait. I got to look up our They podcast. just extended quarantine, too, to April 30th. I, oh, I know. I know. I'm going to lose my fucking mind. I'm going to lose my mind in here. Like, what else? Is, like, I mean, I usually spend my time at home anyway, so I guess it really doesn't matter. But, like, everything's getting shut down. Like, I'm only going to be able to do the same things so many times. So, like, I'm trying to, like, look up things on, like, TikTok and on Pinterest and stuff. Like, do do it yourself, arts and crafts and shit. And, like, just start buying stuff on Amazon. I just did this really cool thing that I got for Christmas. And you make candles, like, essential oil smelling candles yourself at home. Yeah. So it comes with these, like little flakes that are like the, I guess the soy you put it mm-hmm. over like a boiling pot of water on the stove mm-hmm. you let it go there for like I don't know like five seven minutes then you take it out you like put some color dye in it you put like whatever essential oils like you can make your own scents and then you leave it there for like no you pour it into like it gives you like little cylinders depending on how many ounces of the candle you want to make it comes like eight ounces, four ounces tea light candles yeah. and stuff. You pour in, um, you pour in the can- the uh, candle wax that you created, and you leave it mm-hmm. there for like thirty minutes to an hour, and you put the wick in there and stuff, and it actually smells pretty good. I made like a combination of lavender and cedar wood, so it smells Ooh. like yeah, it smells like a fire being burned in the house, which is like one of my favorite smells, that. like fireplace smells. If I smell it while I'm driving, it's like the most relaxing smell to me. I don't know about you, but I love, love, love that smell. So made that. And, like, I have a couple more. So I'm probably going to make a couple more candles because I love burning candles and stuff. But this company, like, they do other stuff. But, like, that's, like, one of their best sellers. So I'm going to look at their website and see if there's more that I can buy, like, of different do-it-yourself projects because I just can't keep being on my phone, you know? Like... Yeah, I'm getting you, you run out of stuff. When Instagram tells me I'm all caught up, I don't know what to do with myself. When you're you get like, that little fuck. check mark that says, oh, you're all caught up, I'm like, fuck! What no. else is there to do? And then, like, I go on TikTok, and then, like, I don't... Do you use TikTok at all, Lil, or no? I don't. I'm, like, 
I feel like I'm a thousand years old. I feel like I'm the only person who doesn't use TikTok. You should, okay, you should just sign up for TikTok. You don't even have to like post stuff, but just look at the videos because it's kind of like Gen Z's version of Vine. I mean, nothing will ever compare to Vine, but like this, they have some pretty funny stuff. Like there's like basic humor and like, of course, like the Charlie D'Amelio dances where it's like, you know, like just stupid shit. But then like, if you scroll enough on your For You page, which is like their explore page to Instagram, Mm -hmm. there's like, it's kind of like when you deep delve into YouTube videos, like you look up one thing and the next thing you're like looking up satanic rituals yeah performed by dogs or something (laughs) like it's weird yeah like that's where it gets to in tiktok and there's like really fucked up dark humor and it's so funny like i'm like how do people think of this shit like how are people as fucked up and they're posting this online but um yeah so i i would say i'm team tiktok right now but that's also because i have nothing else better to do with my time so (laughs) probably look at some more activities to do because yeah and then oh wait did you wait did you watch tiger king yet I, you know, I started it. I was not crazy about it. What? Okay, wait, what episode were you on? I'm I'm on episode two. Okay. I, I'm like halfway through episode two. Okay, to be fair, like I, I personally felt like it was a little slow, but I was hearing how it picks up. So that's what kept me going. I think, okay. I think you'll, I think the more you watch it, the more you'll get into it because like, you, like uh, episode one you feel some type of way about certain characters and then like through everything your mind starts to change and stuff like that um it's a it's a very interesting uh it's a very interesting like docuseries i liked it a lot towards the end okay. um but at the end of the day like you just feel bad like not even for any people involved you just feel bad for the animals because you're like wow these animals are being fucking taken care of by all these crazy people like <laughs> like you i mean like it's like it's you just feel bad for the animals because like yeah. they, they have no, they can't control where they're living and who's taking care of them. You know. Yeah, they have no idea. They have no idea what's going on. Yeah, it's so sad. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. So let's uh, let's go through uh, our social media, shall we? Ooh, Do you remember all our social media, Lil? <clears throat> I'm ready. All right. Our Instagram page. Just Goalie Things Podcast. You can follow our personal pages at Rebecca Ruber and. Lily Baldessarin. And our Facebook like page. Just Goalie Things Podcast. Our private Facebook page. Just Goalie Things Podcast. Group. Just Goalie. Oh, yeah. Just <laughs> group. Um, our Patreon. Just Goalie Things Podcast. And if you or someone you know has a paranormal experience that they'd like to share on the show, you can email us at. Just Goalie Things Podcast at gmail.com. Um, that's music to my ears when Lily says it. Missed it so much. Um, And if you guys are listening to this on Apple Podcast, please rate us five stars. Review us. The more rates and reviews we get, the higher up we go on the Apple charts. Um, You know, we're posting every single day for you guys. So hopefully we can, like, build our ranking through this crazy time. If if something positive comes from this coronavirus, let it be that we're, like, on the top 100 charts of Apple Podcasts. Oh, my God. That would be amazing. That would be so dope. But if you listen to us on Spotify or Google Play, that's fine, too. But, like, screenshot our episodes and post them on all your social media. Send them mm-hmm. to your boyfriend, your ex-boyfriend who you're talking to because you're bored. Um, <laughs> your, your sister's boyfriend, your sister, your brother, your cousin you don't talk to. Your landlord. Get your landlord in on it. Fuck yeah, it. be like. You're not paying rent. I'm listening <laughs> to this podcast. Exactly. That's my, that's my, my monthly rent payment, this podcast. It is well <laughs> worth it. Um, so, yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we will talk to Boo tomorrow. 
Goodbye. Goodbye.